Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have today is Tom Ziegler, the son of the legendary Zig Ziegler, who's taken on the helm and is carrying that legacy forward. He's the CEO of Ziegler Inc., and he is running that organization. He's an executive coach and a speaker and author in his own right, and we'll find out all about him today right here on Plan B Success. Welcome, Tom. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. So let's start with your journey. You know, you as a kid, 1967, that's when you were born, right? 65. 65, okay. And uh, so how did you become what you are today? Did you did you have another career at, at a point in time? Did you do something different? Or were you always sure that you wanted to get into what your dad did before? <laughs> Well, I think we call it Plan B for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, so I went to college, and my goal was to – I wanted to be a professional golfer. I played college golf, and after I graduate graduated, I traveled for a year. I realized those guys are really good. During that time, I was working at the company uh, in the warehouse and in our manufacturing and production area. Uh, and then I decided, you know what, golf's not for me. And I moved into sales at the company at about the same time. And I just really fell in, fell in love with selling. Uh, it was natural. And in our business, you know, we're in the life-changing business. I didn't realize it at that time. That's what we were in. I was just doing it. And then one day I was on the road and we were having an event and somebody came to me and said, Hey, this, this material changed my life. And they, they told me their story. And then it made me realize that like dad always said, he said, we're not in the book and tape business. We're in the life changing business. And that was the connection for me. So not only did I love selling, but the greatest joy of all is when you help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. So out of that, I moved into sales management and then into leadership. And then about 25 years ago, became the president of the company. So just just an amazing, amazing journey, amazing time. And what we teach today, the world needs now more than ever. People need hope and encouragement now more than ever. Principles and values are more important now more than ever. But the world changes. Technology is completely different. The way businesses operate is completely different, but people are the same. And so what we do is kind of help people bridge that gap between the change in the world and the things that never change. Right. And when did you give your first talk? Oh, wow. So my first real speech was only about 10 years ago. I never wanted to be a speaker. I was kind of the behind the scenes operational guy. I mean, I had the greatest speaker in the world on our <laughs> Zig Ziglar. Mm -hmm. And then we had other speakers as well. People who felt born into, or they felt called to it. I've been working on it for years. And people said, Tom, you should go and speak. And I said, no, 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 that's for those other guys. And then I, then I did it. Uh, and I kind of liked it. Uh, and then I did it again and I liked it even more. But the problem was, is I was so anxious about it. I was so uptight about it that I would wonder if it's even worth it. And I had to, I really had to sit down and go, why am I so nervous about this? And then I realized that I had 
an expectation. My expectation was, is I thought people wanted me to speak like my father. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the truth. That was a lie. Because mm-hmm. nobody, you know, we have to be transparent. We have to be our authentic selves. And so I'm not wired the same way as dad was. I'm, I'm not the energizer bunny with, you know, the motivation and all the things that made it work for dad. I'm kind of more of the nerd, the thinker. And so when I realized that, no, what people expected was for me to have the same principles and values, but have my own style, then that's what made what I did a whole lot easier, a whole lot better. And so, you know, dad, dad had never said, hey, I want you to be a speaker. I want you to run the company or I want you to go into sales. He had never put that kind of pressure on any of our family, myself or my sisters. But what he did say is whatever you do, do it with 100% character and 100% integrity. And so that was kind of my journey. And so now, you know, if I could boil down the things that I love doing the most, it's speaking, training, writing, and coaching. Does that sound like anybody you know? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) You know, I want to focus a little bit on what you just said, right? So, and I think this is true for a lot of uh, a lot of people who have parents, you know, or, or a parent who's been very successful at what they did. So there's there's kind of a there's something to look up to, and maybe not for the person themselves, but for the general public, they immediately start calibrating you on the success of your you know your parent. And for a lot of people that I know of who've been in those situations, it's been an inner struggle for themselves before they come out of it. And then they realize who they truly are and what they want to do. And then they come to terms with it. How was it for you? You know, especially in your younger years, as you were forming who you or or discovering who you truly were. You know, there, I think one one of the things I'll recognize is I'm incredibly blessed. Um, Mm -hmm. There wasn't a pressure for me to be something certain. You know, it wasn't, hey, you should be a doctor you should be a speaker or you should be a salesperson. The focus was on two things, character qualities and work ethic. And so it was kind of like, son, you know, what is it that you want to do? Well, when you do whatever it is you want to do, you need to do it with character and integrity and and discipline and, you know, kindness and love and appreciation. And then as you do it, you need to have an incredible work ethic. You know, you need to go at it 100 percent, you know, always striving for the best that you can be. Uh, Dad has a a quote and and it says the success is the maximum utilization of the abilities that God gave you. And I think a lot of times parents, probably well-meaning, will say, hey, you should do this. and Sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong, right? Because they're they're telling you to maximize abilities that may or may not be a strength. Uh, and then other people I know, let's, let's say you're gifted in math and somebody says, oh, you should be an accountant or a, a CFO or something like that. But that's not the maximization of your abilities because there's other things that you can use that skill or that thing in that isn't on the accounting side. And so it's kind of that dance of, okay, where are my gifts and talents? What is my passion? What is it that I really want to do? And then, you know, what are the obstacles in my life that I've had to overcome 
that give me credibility in a certain area. Because I would much rather work with a business leader who just shakes their head going, man, I can't believe I screwed that up, you know, and they take ownership of it. And then you say, well, what did you learn from it? And then they tell you what they learned. That's the guy I want fighting on my side. Mm-hmm. It's not the individual, him or her, who is, you know, never made a mistake, never admits to a mistake because we all do it. Uh, our greatest lessons, it seems to be that we learn our greatest lessons from the things that didn't turn out like they, like we hoped they would. So, you know, for the for creating the future that you want, those are the three things that I look at is what's the what's the what's the thing that makes your heart sing? Where are your natural gifts and talents and what's the biggest challenge you've overcome? Well, those three things kind of intersect. That's a great place to look. The other thing is, what is your why? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the what's the big reason of why you're going to do it? Uh, I'll give you an example. I was working with a guy, an executive, and he was with a company that company has been around for 400 years. So it's a company out of the UK. He was in uh, top level leadership, thousands of employees. And he said to me, he said, you know what? I'm not sure if what I'm doing is the right thing. I think I'm going to quit and I'm going to, I'm going to become a coach. And I said, well, great. Who do you want to coach? And he said, I want to coach up and coming young leaders. Well, why do you want to coach those? And he said, well, I was, I was, that was me. And I had a mentor that gave me some guidance that, that helped me not to make a career ending decision. And I see so many 25 to 35 young leaders with all the potential in the world who are on the edge of making career limiting decisions. <coughs> And I want to help them out of that. And so then I asked the next question. So this company that you have, do you have any young and upcoming leaders in the company? And he said, oh, yeah, we've got tons of them. And I said, well, do they lose those leaders? Do they want to promote those leaders? And do any of them make mistakes? And he said, yeah, we lose them all the time. We would much rather promote from within. And they do make mistakes that we have to let them go. And so I said, well, you've got the ear of the executive team because you are on it. What if you went to them and said you wanted to do a pilot program to help up and coming leaders? And it's like he got this big smile on his face. And here was the difference for everybody listening. What you do is a really good question, but it's not as good as why you do it. Mm-hmm. You see, his why was to make a difference in those type of people. It didn't really matter where that happened at that point, right? If he could solve that problem, if, if, he, could, if he could work with those people, the difference was is that his organization could bring him to him more than he could ever handle. If he went out on his own, it's, it's hard. You know, it takes some time and energy to build that business. Now, he might still move out and do it on his own. That's fine, too. But you get clarity when you know your why. Right. Right. And when you know your why, I tell this, here's the statement. When you know your why, it changes your how. And when your how is changed, it opens the doors of what. So if I ever see a college student who's doing a fantastic job waiting tables, I can almost guarantee you they have a why. Mm -hmm. And. Those same people are the ones that get recruited away out of the restaurant by 
entrepreneurs like us mm-hmm. <laughs> who want those kind of people on our team. So their why changes their how, which opens the door to what. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you've talked about is balanced success. I've seen it uh, time and again where you talk about it, holistic success or balanced success, success in all areas of your life. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. One of the things that we have taught for years is that if you if you were to set a goal, like a goal, it's it's always going to fall into one of the seven, we call it the seven areas of life. Mm-hmm. The mental, the spiritual, the physical, the family, the financial, the personal, and the career. So mental is our mindset, it's our belief, it's our peace of mind, it's, it, you know, spiritual is, is faith, it's our character qualities, physical is our health, you know, it's what are we eating, how are we sleeping, how are we feeling, family is obvious, you know, it's those we love, those we take care of, our, our financial, you know, that's the, the resources that we have to do what we want, when we want, with who we want, right? How, you know, do we have enough of it? Are we in debt or, or are we struggling? And then the personal, what gives me energy? What is it that, uh, you know, the word today is self-care, but, you know, in the past it was always, are you, t- are you, are you doing the things that give you the energy that you need in your life? And then finally is career. Career, I call it the economic engine because you could work for someone, you could own your own business, you could be an investor. It doesn't matter. And so, Whenever you set a goal, it's going to fall into one of those seven areas. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about balanced success, what we mean is, is that we all want to be an eight, nine, or a 10 in all seven of those areas. And the way I prove it is real simple. Imagine you're a nine or a 10 in all the areas except for one. Mm -hmm. Would you be happy and satisfied with your life? So let's just play the game. You're an eight or a nine in all the areas except for health. I mean, would you trade your money for health? I mean, I would. <laughs> right. <laughs> or or let's just say you've got, you know, you go to bed every night hopeless. Mm-hmm. Right? You're in despair. You're in depression. Well, you know, that you're not a, a nine or a ten in mental or spiritual at that point. Or what if you had no friends or no family? Mm -hmm. And so all of us want to be winning in all those areas. And what's funny is there used to be an ad, uh, a radio ad in Dallas, and it was a a divorce attorney. It was actually a family attorney who specialized in helping men get joint custody with their kids. And the, the ad went like this. You know, how many of you are in this boat? You've spent... The first 20 years of your career, earning the money, climbing the ladder, and in the process, you've lost your family and your health. And now you realize that no amount of money will buy it back. And and that's where too many people end up. Right. And, and so at Ziegler, we say, you should have it all. And it has to be intentional. It has to be by design. And that's really what the book Choose to Win was all about. It's the choices we could make to have balanced success and you can transform your life one simple choice at a time. Absolutely. So when did you actually get into writing? So, you know, you said you, you're familiar with the blog that I used to write and I did that for, for two or three years. Uh, Then I do a lot of our newsletter marketing and stuff like that. But I started writing the book about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it actually just came out uh, this year in March. And so I've always enjoyed writing and I do, you know, I used to be pretty active on social media as well, but, you know, just to be perfectly blunt and transparent, I backed off of my social media post just because it's so, it's so tense out there, you know? And so if I don't have something positive and uplifting to say to everybody, I'm just not going to say it. I don't even voice opinions much anymore. So I've always been enamored with it, writing. But really, this book is the first intensive time that I really just kind of honed it and honed it and honed it. So you've been, you know, kind of spearheading Ziegler Inc. right now. So what's going on with the company? What's coming up in the future? How is it shaping up to be? Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's November of 2019. Mm-hmm. And so I love the year 2020, right? Because everybody's like 2020, it's the year of vision. <laughs> you know, it's just, right. We're going to plan for the year. And so I've, I've been taking some notes on what we want to accomplish in 2020. And this is, and whether you own a business or you are your business and you're doing it on a personal side, you should do this. And this is the great time of year mm-hmm. to decide in advance what's, what's next year going to look like. And so just to give everybody a little bit of background, so here's my here's my personal mission statement. My personal mission statement is to create the atmosphere that allows you to become the person God created you to become. And when you think of the word atmosphere, just think of it's it's more than environment, it's more than culture. It's just it's just whenever I'm around people, I want them to feel uplifted, equipped, uh, safe, uh, and in a sense that they can ask questions and that they they feel an urging to grow, right? So that's my personal mission. And so I've been working on the mission of the company, and, and we have several areas. You know, we work with business owners, helping them systemize. We do certification where we train and teach uh, people to, to go out and carry the Ziegler programs on. And so... Kind of like a, a, a phrase I'm working on now is at Ziegler, what we do is we equip and and we equip and support coaches, business owners, trainers, and speakers so that they can go out and change the world. That's what we that's what we do. So mm-hmm. if you come to Ziegler.com and you see our products, it could be on a personal development level. There's programs that we have, but that's really what we do is we equip and support you to become the person that God created you to become. So you can change the world. You know, about four or five years ago, I think you worked on the the documentary on Zig Ziglar, right? You interviewed a lot of uh, other people that were influenced by him and all. How did that go? You know, that was amazing. Uh, Andy Costa, who is an award-winning, Emmy-winning producer, he put that film together and... I think he ended up interviewing over 50 people. Mm -hmm. Some names you've heard of like Dave Ramsey or Lou Holtz and a lot of names, you know, unless you're in that industry, you wouldn't know moms and dads, kids, people from different generations. And it was just amazing to see the common thread of, you know, people have a basic question. Do I have what it takes? Am I enough? Can I be successful? And then a voice of encouragement and hope enters in and then they try something new and they get a new result. 
and it gives them even more hope. And then before you know it, their life is turned around simply because, and, and this is a very simplistic, they learned how to do it the wrong way. They were given bad directions, mm-hmm. not intentionally by those around them, but that's what happened. And so now they're given the right directions. And because somebody they trust is, is showing them the way, they take the directions. Mm-hmm. And they actually do the work. I mean, people would come to dad and they would say, hey, thank you for changing my life. And he would say, oh, I appreciate the compliment. But, you know, all I did was pointed you in the right direction. You're the one who changed your life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the truth. As a parent, as a coach, as a leader, that's really what we do is we give a vision for what could be and point people in the right direction. And they have to do the work. You know, what's your take on today's industry, right? Especially the coaching industry, for instance, the barrier to entry is so low. It's a crowded market right now. You know, What do you think will help somebody really stand up in the crowd and thrive? <laughs> well, that's, a, you know, if I were to say, hey, could you ask me a question more pertinent for today? I don't know if I could have picked one better than that. And the reason is, is, is you know, in the if we've, We've got well over a hundred certified Ziegler coaches, mm-hmm. and I was really this last year kind of studying what was it, what what's the difference between those who are successful and those who struggle. And in the industry, one of the things that you'll find is that the best people in the world want to be a coach. I mean, mm-hmm. they've usually had a challenge they've overcome. They've usually had somebody else pour into them and they want to do the same for somebody else. They have a passion to help other people be successful. So you, first off, I love being in an industry because we, you know, you, you're just working with good people, but there's five things that I've identified that you've, you've got to have in order to be successful in the, in the industry to be successful as a coach. Number one, you got to be the right person. And the biggest hurdle is believing you are the right person Mm -hmm. (laughs) until you're, until your belief is there. In other words, if you're going to coach somebody, you got to believe that you're, you know, you're qualified to coach them. Number two is you got to have the right program. You you've got to share with somebody a program material content that's based on truth. That's going to help them grow. That's going to be, you know, not just cliches and words, but things that they can dig into and it's going to help them grow. The third is you've got to have a process. And, you know, I've done a lot of coaching and sometimes we listen so hard so that we can answer that we're not really listening. Mm-hmm. But if you know a process and you know where somebody is in the process, then your ears open up. And you're not worried about what did they just say. You're more worried about where you are in the process. And when things start to drift, you can always go back to the process. The fourth, and this is something we've now integrated with our Choose to Win coaching, is you got to have support. If you've never done coaching, you've never enrolled somebody, you, you don't, you, you don't, you're not familiar with sales and marketing because that's not your background, then you need help uh, in those areas. And so we actually, in our system, when somebody comes in, we, we will, if they bring a prospect up, we'll get on the phone with them and we'll do the call with them and help them enroll that person for them. We don't take any of the money because 
our best chance of success is helping you become successful. And then if you want to grow, the fifth one is you got to have business systems. And they don't have to be complex, but you've got to have a marketing system. You've got to have a sales system. You've got to have an operational system. They can be simple. But if you've never done business before, those can be overwhelming. And so that's that's what we do. So here's, you know, and this is another discussion, but artificial intelligence is coming. And it's here in a lot of cases. How is that going to change? Well, in sales, for example, I really believe that companies are going to give salespeople a, you know, verified leads because <laughs> the AI has figured it out. Mm-hmm. This guy is going to buy a car in the next two weeks. Call him. So you know what it's going to come down to? It's going to come down to the character, the integrity, and the relationship skills right. of that person. And so to me, coaching is needed now more than ever for people who walk that talk, who are the right kind of person. They've got great relationship skills. They know how to ask questions. They know how to identify somebody's need and they're, they show them how to get from where they are to where they want to go. You know, going back to your earlier life, some of the things that we know about Zig Ziglar is the adversity he faced and the ups and downs in life he faced and that helped him continually improve and get to where he got to be. When you look back at your childhood, do you have memories of some of the difficult times? You know, Dad, the last 10 years of his life, he said, I never worry. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. I believed him. Never saw him worry. Mm -hmm. Before that, I still don't think he worried. He, you know, I never knew that they were struggling in some times or that times were tight. Uh, Although I hear stories about how they were because he... He made a decision, and this is a great, this is a hard, hard one to do, but the truth in it is so real. He really believed with all of his heart that all he could do is you you identify the problem, and Dad said, that's positive. It's, It's not negative to identify the problem. It's positive to identify the problem, and then you focus on the solution. And so once a a challenge or a situation arose, the problem became apparent. He would get 100% solution focused and then work on it 100%. At the end of the day, he would ask this question, did I do all I could to solve that problem? And if the answer was yes, he slept great. Mm -hmm. And we all come across that. Now, the challenge is, is there's some problems that no matter how hard we work, we're not going to solve it because it's in somebody else's hands. And that's where the second piece of that comes in, which is we've got to have the faith to leave that up to God because we can't do it. If our future depends on somebody else's decision, we work to everything we can, what we can control, and then we turn the rest over because there's nothing we can do about it. Right. Has your dad listened to any of your talks? Did he ever give you any pointers? You know, uh, I don't, I think maybe he only heard me do one or two real talks mm-hmm. because I started speaking about the time that his, you know, 10 years ago, uh, and only did a few talks the first couple of years. So we did do some things together. I interviewed him several times on stage. So I don't know if that counts as a talk, but he heard me mm-hmm. then. The good news is, is he hears me a hundred percent now. So 
Yeah. What about the grandkids? You know, what what are they shaping up to be? You know, is there an influence of all that that's been going on in the family on them? There is. Uh, my daughter, who just turned 25, uh, she works at the company as well. So she does our social media, our marketing, and, and, you know, a lot of the main programs that we have. She's the main support. Two other nieces are married and have families and, and doing very well. My oldest sister, Cindy, didn't have any kids. So not a lot of grandkids, but uh, they're doing well. Awesome. Are you also doing anything in terms of partnerships across the globe? Or are you pretty much focused on what you have on the plate right now? You know, we have a few partnerships. Uh, we have one with uh, Howard Partridge and Phenomenal Products. And, you know, what they do and, and what we do with that partnership, that's where we work on business systems for small business owners. Uh, so that's a great example. Uh, we have other partners that we do different things with. And that's kind of our model. I mean, I look at all of our certified trainers. They're independent contractors, but they're also partners. So, you know, our goal is to help them become successful. And, you know, I, I keep uh, hearing about the vault, you know, in terms of all the all the precious stuff that you've collected over the years in terms of, you know, Zig Ziglar stuff or your, or your own stuff. Do we can we truly believe that everything's been captured, or are there things still out there that could make it into the vault? We, you know, let me let me just talk about the the physical reality of the vault. We have one vault where we've got probably a thousand different recordings, video, different like like beta, to, you know, half inch, one inch from the 70s, the 80s, that have not been digitized yet. Mm -hmm. Probably a couple hundred hours of courses that were done for private organizations that we haven't digitized yet. So there will be some, when we do that, when we get to that point, there will be some gems in there. But a lot of it, if you listen to How to Stay Motivated, which is our best-selling uh, audio program of all time, twenty over 21 hours of dad, there were... There were predecessors to that, and we'll have people call us up and they'll say, "Hey, I got, I got the eight cassette tape version of How to Stay Motivated in nineteen, you know, seventy seven, and we're like, "Yeah, that was great, but it's not as good as the one we recorded in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, but I like the original. So when you go back in time, you get a little bit different version, but a lot of the same stories are there. So there'll be more coming out." And for some people, it will be the best thing they've ever heard. And for other people, it will be like, oh, so that's how that story got started. So, You know, what's, what's your take on the, the latest generation, right? Millennials and after. And how are you looking at or what are you doing in terms of reaching out to that population and appealing with the age-old message in terms of the newer generation? Well, here's the thing. Um, well, the millennials... Uh, you know, as a group, have a different value set than Gen Z. Right. And I, think, and I think it's awesome that they named Gen Z after us, <laughs> Generation Ziggler, because they grew up in a different time. And then guess what? The next round that comes through, they're going to have a little bit different view sure. on the world as well. And the, the thing that rings true 
is whatever generation it is, it's what really matters. And so millennials are much more uh, relationship focused. They value their free time and freedom. And so the reality is, is, well, how do you create that in your life? What have you got to do in order to make that happen? And why are you doing that? Well, it's, it's really the same questions, no matter what generation you're in. It's just that their role models, they look up and they go, somebody had to inform me, you know, the OK Boomer. <laughs> I guess that's a term that's big now. And it's millennials making fun of baby boomers. They're saying, hey, that didn't work out for you now, did it? And so the reality is, is there has to be a, a way of saying, hey, here's the truth. Here's, you know, we're always truthful. We're always honest. We build trust. There was a, a, a Harvard study where they, it's called the 75-year Harvard Grant Study, where they followed the sophomore class of Harvard for 75 years and the Boston, and, and they took a group of kids from the Boston Tenement Housing Projects and they interviewed them and, and did studies and tests on them every single year for 75 years. And at the 75th year, they asked those that were still alive, because they're all in their 90s now, are you happy and satisfied with your life? Mm -hmm. And the ones that said yes, they went back into the data 25 years and they said, what were they doing 25 years earlier? that made them happy and satisfied in their life today. And they all had the same goal, the same focus, and that was relationships. So this is what we know. In order to have a successful life, to have balanced success in all seven of those areas, one foundational thing is we got to have great relationships. Absolutely. Great relationships can only occur when there's trust. And trust is a byproduct of integrity. And so when a millennial says, what about me? I say, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And they say, this is what I want. And I go, great. Tell me how you can get that without integrity. So that's where we're all the same. Right. Absolutely. Right. And there's always like buzzwords, you know, values and things that get thrown out in the culture and in, in the media. Uh, but integrity never, never changes. And it's like truth cannot contradict itself. You know, integrity is is whole. It, it always means you can. My word is good. You can count on me. And unfortunately, the role models of today, we don't see that like we should. That's true. Well, this has been great, Tom. Thank you so much for joining us today and going through all of this with us. One takeaway for the listeners: anything top of mind that you want to share? Yeah. So in the book, choose to win. Somebody asked me, they said, what is the fastest way to success? And I said, the fastest way to success is to replace a bad habit with a good habit. And so as you look at your life and, and the seven areas of life, the, the this mental, the spiritual, the physical, the family, the financial, the personal, and the career, if you're not having the success that you want in that area, just ask yourself, what's the bad habit that you might have? that's keeping you from more success? And what's the good habit you could replace it with? Because you can transform your life one simple choice at a time. And all the good habit is, is a good choice repeated over and over again. That's pretty awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on here. And I hope to keep in touch. All right. Thank you so much. 
Hey, I hope you liked that episode. Please make sure you subscribe to Plan B Success on your favorite podcasting platform and do share the word, do spread the word with others so that they might benefit from this content as well. Thank you very much.